This is Indirect Kick. Hello, Indirect Fam. Um, 2018 did not end very well. Um, 2019 has been okay. But we're back. I have the premierless wonder, Brian, and the sad Highbury hunk, Brandon. What's going on, Brian? Oh, you're going to awe now, but apparently on Facebook, you're supposed to be my friend. You're showing laughing emojis to my, my sad sta- Arsenal statuses. So don't try to act like you're, we're friends now. We're, 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 we're about to fight here, right? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> well, um, I don't really have much... Um, Quick kicks to get into. Uh, I think we could start with Pulisic. Yeah, let's start there. Oh, um, who's the um dude from who was that um Hibernian? Um, Emerson Hunt. Yeah, he's going back to Bournemouth. Um, hopefully he'll get yeah. some Premier League mo- uh, minutes. Um, because they they're pretty injured. They're pretty um thin. They're have a lot of injuries. So that's the only quick kicks I have. So we can get back into. We can get into it. We kind of talked about this, but it's like official now. Although technically not official because he doesn't become a Chelsea player until um, next year or next season. But uh, Pulisic will be a Chelsea football club player. Yeah, starting in next season. He's still going to be on loan at Dortmund for the rest of this season. So he has a chance to maybe win the league, win the Bundesliga with Dortmund this year before going off to Chelsea. Uh I believe the price tag was $73 million. Is that right? Yeah, a lot of money. Um, a lot of money. Yeah. I think that's by far the most for an American player in Europe. I think number two was John Brooks for like $20 million Yeah, it was like something like, like $20 million, something like that. So, yeah, that blows that out of the water. Uh, interestingly, I saw that the $73 million price tag is more than – any British or excuse me, English player has ever uh, had it for a transfer fee, which I thought was kind of funny, considering how much a premium English players cost. That now there's an American who's more expensive than any other English uh, player. Yeah, they suck. England sucks. They gotta get. They gotta start picking up <laughs> American football. There's, it's over for them for for soccer. Well, when Man- or when Manchester City buys Jaden Sancho from Dortmund for like $150 million. Then oh, yeah, that's okay. right. Well, is he on loan for Man City or is he or permanent? Permanent. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, yeah, he's going to make a lot of money. Yeah. Them. So, I mean, I guess that's a good place to start. Dortmund, they have a track record of selling young stars for a lot of money. And they did it again here, selling Pulisic to Chelsea. I think they're probably pretty happy with the steal, considering Pulisic was kind of behind the aforementioned Jaden Sancho in the starting lineup. He was Pulisic. I know he had some injury issues, but he was on the bench, or he's been on the bench a fair amount this past uh, few weeks, few months. Yeah, he's kind of like become he Jaden Sancho's the new hot like commodity in that Dortmund right now. Um, it yeah. kind of played pretty much play the same position, so it kind of makes sense to. I think they, he got what he needed to get out of Dortmund, and it was time to move on to bigger and better things. Or, or are they bigger and better things? What do you What do you think about that? Okay, all 
All right, they are definitely bigger and better things. I think say what you want about the Bundesliga being like one of the best leagues in the world and Borussia Dortmund, they're playing in front of 73,000 people every game, uh, a huge stadium. But the Premier League is just like a whole nother level of publicity and international renown. And um, yeah, it's definitely, I think, a step up. I mean, Chelsea... I don't know if they're a better team right now, <laughs> but I think uh, they're just, it's just a bigger stage for sure. I don't know if you agree or not. No, I agree. Um, I agreed just in terms of, um, you know, being him being American and, you know, um, and just from a pure um, money standpoint, it makes the most sense for him to be in the Premier League. You know, it's not like it's impossible to find Bundesliga on TV. They're on FS1, but... You know, most Americans who most American soccer fans watch the Premier League. That's just, yeah. and you know they have the most access and they have kind of put the most money into it and you know all that stuff. So it just makes the most sense. Um, and it actually it makes sense uh, for a Chelsea move. We kind of talked about it. Like a lot of their attackers are a little older, and they do have like a hundred people on loan. So maybe there there's people behind there. But who they currently have on the roster? It's not like they have. A bunch of young guys, you know, Hazard might, if, especially if Hazard makes that Real Madrid move that has been like talked about over the summer. Yeah, yeah, I think we should pat ourselves on the back here a little bit. We definitely, I think, I don't know if we predicted the Chelsea move, but we were definitely higher on it than I think other people were um, as a likely destination relative to. I know Liverpool was one of the hot names, and then Arsenal. That also kind of popped up at the end. I don't think that was really has. Uh, hot as people, or like uh, they had as much interest as, as that report said, um, or maybe it was just too late. Uh, Atletico actually apparently garnered interest, but they already had kind of had the paperwork worked out with Chelsea. Yeah, well, that was actually one of the interesting things I learned reading about the transfer is that this has been in the works for a little bit of time, more longer than I would have guessed. Mm-hmm. So, I mean. $73 million, it's not something you want to do at the last minute, so I get it. Um, as far as where he's going to fit into Chelsea, you kind of mentioned it. William and Pedro, they're two, I guess, starting winger players, are both on the far side of 30. I think Pedro's 31, William's 30. Um, I think Pulisic is probably better... Do you want to see? I think he's better than both of them right now. To be honest, I'll just say that. Um, and they're missing. They're going to probably lose Hazard at the end of the season too, Chelsea. So I actually think that Chelsea need to go out and buy more young talent up front, or more than just Pulisic. Bring yeah, back they, all the players that they have on loan. <laughs> uh, I don't. Yeah, they don't really use. See, Chelsea they have all these guys on loan. They don't really use them as potential first teamers it seems to me it's more like a money making thing yeah they well, sell to I mean, lower Premier League clubs hopefully they find uh, Matt Miazga I don't even know where he is right now yeah Matt Miazga is going to be playing for like Southampton in a couple of seasons probably honestly or something like he's that. better than where he is now isn't he like in a mid-table like French team or something like that yeah he is yeah so back to Pulisic I think one of the primary concerns people had when this move was announced is 
one playing time. I think he's going to get plenty of playing time, and they paid $73 million for him. Well, he's you, have to, get you have to also have to remember this is an investment. So it may not yeah. happen next year, but they you don't. You know, you could say whatever you want about you're worried about him because he's American getting playing time. They gave him $73 million. They're going to give him time to see what he can do. They're going to give him minutes. Yeah. And it might more come in slowly, but they're going to give him time. It's like that's too much money for you just to have him sit on the bench. Exactly. Exactly, yeah. He's going to get playing time. What he's going to do with it, I think, remains to be seen. <laughs> I mean, they're obviously pretty high on Pulisic since they shelled out a ton of money for him. Mm-hmm. I don't think the stage is too big for him either. I think he can handle the pressure because uh, he's had to deal with, like I said, playing for Dortmund. He's had plenty of big game experience. He's got plenty of pressure as like the next American superstar. Mm-hmm. So he's got a whole country keeping an eye on what he's doing as well. So yeah, I'm not too worried about the pressure thing. Well, this is also, I feel like this is, like, the most, the next logical step in his career. Yeah. In yeah. terms of, like, you know, not, again, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Dortmund guy. That's my German team. I don't really follow him super closely, but if I had to pick a German team, I like Dortmund. But, um, and the Bundesliga is cool, but, you know, just in terms of, I mean, technically, Dortmund is a little better. They're leading the Bundesliga during the Champions League, but in terms of the perception, you know, it's you know, he eventually was going to have to come to the Premier League and prove that he could do it there. For even whether that, you know, maybe like Juan Diego argued that you don't need to do that. But in terms of like, I think most most uh, most English speaking soccer fans agree that um, like that, you know, the Premier League is what I mean is the Premier League, is a place to be to prove yourself. It definitely is. It definitely is. Yeah, I don't think there's any dispute in that. Frankly, I think uh, Chelsea need him. Honestly, I think they need somebody like Pulisic. Who yeah, we has... kind of talked ourselves into <laughs> talked ourselves yeah. into that move. Yeah, like I said, there's plenty of openings. I think in the starting eleven for him, like I think they're going to play him on the wing. I guess probably the right wing. I I'd assume. Mm-hmm. Who plays there normally? William. Uh, let me look at their lineup. I think William is on the right, who's, I don't know, Chelsea fans are kind of down pretty hard on William recently, even though he was like a really good player for them for a couple of seasons. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so he'll probably be on the right with uh, either Pedro on the other side Mm -hmm. or potentially a new signing. Um, yeah, this Chelsea team, so the Chelsea team that they have right now can look completely different than the Chelsea team that suits up the start of next season, in my opinion. I think there's going to be a lot of changeover. Yeah, I agree agree with that. Especially at the front, because they need a striker. Mm -hmm, Yeah, Morata is just not, I don't think, he's just not good enough. Um, And, you know, Giroud is getting, is, is another one of those players who, you know, can contribute a little bit, but I think is like he's on the wrong side of thirty. It yeah. is not thirty hour. I think he's like thirty one, thirty two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I think a lot's going to depend on the other moves Chelsea makes, where Pulisic fits into the team. Mm. It'll be interesting to see. I have total faith in his ability to 
be a star for Chelsea. It's just whether or not it works out. Well, and oh yeah, go ahead. I hope it does. Obviously, yeah. Um, I will secretly cheer for him when he scores for Chelsea. Um, yeah, obviously, I hope he's successful. I hope he scores lots of goals. Not against Arsenal, obviously, but against every other team he could score against. I'll be happy. But um, yeah, unfortunately, we don't have Greg here. I think he's still working on his album. Um, but um, next time he's here, we'll get his we'll get his poll sticker. Yeah, we'll get the Chelsea fans' opinion. Yeah. Um, I, like before it was made, he was pretty hype on it. So. Uh, yeah, you so, can't not be right. Yeah, I mean, especially as you know, if you're an American Chelsea fan, I'm sure you just you already pre-ordered your Pulisic Chelsea jersey. I was actually thinking about this. What number is he going to get? Is he going to get like a good number? Is he going to have like 36 or something? I don't uh, think it's a good number. Well, I think maybe at the beginning, and maybe his first year or two, he'll probably have like a bad number, and then as you know, he kind of gets more in, into the team, he'll probably get a better number. What's his number now? To, 20 something? Like 22? 22. Yeah, he's, 22 20, he's 22 at, yeah. at Dortmund. Okay. So uh, we'll have to see. Yeah. Hey, man, if Hazard, if Hazard is, leaves the, that leaves the number 10 open. Just saying. Yeah, that's true. You just have his American number. <laughs> that would be, that would be kind of cool. That'd be kind of, that would pile on even more pressure, actually. Yeah. Um, which he, he needs, he needs more pressure. Yeah, exactly. Oh. oh, man. You want to move on to Manchester United? Yeah, let's move on to Manchester United. Life after Mo. Life after Mo. Life after Mo's going good, man. Yeah, pretty good. Uh, I thought, you know, in this last game, I thought maybe I could make some jokes and maybe poke some fun at the Manchester United fans. They're getting a little little ex- too excited for my liking. But they came through again. They won 2 nothing. They won all their games under uh, Solskjaer. Um yeah, and it's, uh, it's it's going pretty good. They're playing a lot more, attacking a lot freer. Seems like they haven't exactly played the best competition. They play Spurs. That's the next big game. I don't know exactly what the date is on that, but that's the next like top six opponent they're gonna play. So we'll, uh, that's when I'll really have my judgment. For now, the mood has really changed. So I, I have to give Shelshire a credit for that, or maybe it's just Mourinho being gone, but. Um, yeah, I don't know. What are your opinions on yeah, Manchester United? I definitely think... All right. No offense to Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Mm-hmm. I know he's a club legend and great player for them and all that. Um, but I have to give most of the credit here to the really easy schedule and the fact that they all hated Mourinho and are just happy he's gone. Yeah, and, and I mean, you have to give Solskjaer credit for like playing Paul Bogba, a world-class player like Pogba at his... like natural position yeah just yeah it seems yeah it just goes to show like how bad a job Mourinho was doing in Manchester United like, yeah I don't know what the dude's problem was but uh the next big game like you said they play Tottenham that's Sunday the 13th mm-hmm. between then this weekend's they play Reading in the FA Cup third round uh-huh. so not exactly a heavyweight matchup right but yeah, they've won four games in a row. They've scored goals. They've looked like they're playing for fun mm-hmm. and enjoying themselves. And like Paul Pogba is, looks like the like a Ballon d'Or winner. <laughs> yeah, like, he looks like yeah, yeah, he looks like the best player on the field. Yeah. Uh, Marcus Rashford's looking like a really good striker right now. Romelu Lukaku's coming off the bench and scoring with his first touch. Seems like yeah, it's just amazing how much an attitude change and going out there and telling your best players to 
play their best and putting them in their best positions. Uh, yeah, they got well. You know, I think did I, I don't rem- I kind of questioned a little bit why like the timing of firing Mourinho, but I think they fired him, got rid of him at the right time. They got like an easy schedule. You get used to the new manager and stuff. So it was the perfect time, and you know. Um, I think they're going to go into that Tottenham game with a lot of confidence. So it's going to be scary yeah. for for the homie Juan Pablo. Um, I, so yeah, I, I, I that's going to be a that's, that's going to be a must watch game. Hopefully that's not super early. I hope that's not a super early game. Eleven thirty a.m. Sunday. Okay, that's definitely doable. That's doable. <laughs> I could get up by eleven thirty. You know what team is probably really pissed off that they fired Mourinho? Who? Paris Saint Germain. Oh yes, yeah. Um, I definitely think that the tie now is way more interesting. Yeah, because <laughs> um, it's not like PSG has the greatest defense. <laughs> I saw. I mean, they had Alexis Sanchez making plays in the game the other day. And well, I've he heard of that guy. Like he, I, I, I've heard of that guy. He's he's supposed to be pretty good, right? Or he was at one point. Yeah, he was at one point, but it seemed like he fell off the face of the earth yeah. there for a season. So, yeah, I mean, they have, that's the thing with Manchester United is they have a ton of money. They've got lots of talent on the field right now. And they have the ability to get a ton of talent um, in the transfer market. So I think they're, you could say, you could kind of say they're, what, three points back of Arsenal right now? Uh, yeah, they're like kind yeah. of. They're kind of like. I'm a little. I'm a little worried to be honest. Right, yeah, exactly. um, that's what I'm saying. Is yeah, they're three points back. Yeah, I was never as down on Manchester United as I think other people were, just because I looked at the players they had mm-hmm. and the money they had. I'm like, this is not. You know, you get rid of the problem, and things could get really rosy really quick. And I think there's a chance they might. Admittedly, like I said. They've only played four games, mm-hmm. and it's been all mostly poor teams. Mm-hmm. That Tottenham game really will be kind of the first real big test. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. And Tottenham now in a title race officially, basically, too. Um, are they? They were. <laughs> I don't know if you want to get into an overall Premier League. They were, and then they lost to Wolves in a game they really should have won. <laughs> Should they? They look pretty bad, to be honest. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like you have a chance to really put yourself in the title race. You know, you have to come over with three points from that game, even if you have put in a bad performance. Because they were had real, they were winning the whole game. They just kind of like it was like the last like few minute, like maybe like twenty minutes, maybe a little more than that. Yeah, yeah, they fell apart the last twenty minutes. Or yeah, so. yeah. So yeah, because Bali scored at uh, at, at seventy two minutes. And and they kind of like they gave out three goals, um, so yeah. I mean the last like yeah exactly like the twenty last twenty minutes. So that's you know sometimes I mean Liverpool has not looked super convincing in some games. Although they've looked great defensively, but all, at least attacking wise. But they found a way to grind out the results, and that's what you have to do if you want to be a champion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Again, yeah. no offense to the homie Juan Pablo, but because, you know. <laughs> But they are only um they're only uh, six points back, so yeah, it's six not, points. They're back, not completely uh, out of the race, but if it's a horse race, like a literal horse race, they're like they're definitely sagging behind. Mm-hmm. They're, but they're like, yeah, they, they really need to pick it up if they're gonna do something. Uh, if I if I yeah. could use this metaphor, <laughs> they're six points back of title or uh, 
Leaders Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about Liverpool's um, recent games? Do you want to start with the Liverpool Arsenal? Yeah, let's do. Let's get this one over with. <laughs> um, we are awful defensively. We has an Arsenal. Um, Arsenal is we're really bad defensively. Partially that is injuries, and part of that is the people. Even when we get some of our defenders healthy, they're not even really that good. We need like a whole new back line just for depth. Uh, and you know, it's really telling. Uh, I don't think, uh, I think Hector Bellerin is a very underrated player. Uh, I think that he's one of those players that you don't really, it's um kind of with Man City, um, how Man City kind of had that slip. Uh, how many games did they lose? Like two in a row or something like that? Two in a row. Yeah. And they, uh, and it was like Fernandinho and you kind of like, don't necessarily realize how important they are until they're gone. That's how I feel about Bellerin. I think, especially like when it comes to um, kind of playing that wing back position, he's mm-hmm. he really is like very important to our attack. I mean, he's not the greatest defender in the world, but he's better than what we have. He's better than Mustafi. I know Mustafi isn't necessarily a, a, like a fullback, but still, like Mustafi's terrible. <laughs> we need to get rid of him. So, so this game it was. Five one mm-hmm. Liverpool five goals to Liverpool one goal to Arsenal was this okay. past Saturday right yes and Roberto Firmino got he got a hat trick uh, Sadio yes. Mane got a goal and Mo Salah got a goal yeah so but actually I okay well Maitland Niles Maitland Niles got a goal too so yeah <laughs> so here was your guys back four and I know like you said you've been missing a lot of players mm-hmm. Kolasinac. At left back. He's okay Socrates. going forward, not really good defensively. Mm-hmm. Socrates, uh, I can't pronounce his last you name. You don't need to worry about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, he's not. He's okay. Like he's Mustafi, all right. Mustafi's terrible. And Licksteiner. Licksteiner is like 50,000 years old. <laughs> That's we're, our, our back line is very like stitched together. Yeah, I know you guys are missing yeah. some key players there. But, I mean, I think the story's more was Liverpool's performance than Arsenal, to be honest. There was their, they've got Mo Salah playing as the upfront striker, which is different from previous seasons. Mm-hmm. Seems to be working, obviously. Mo Salah's been rounding into form. Roberto Firmino obviously scored a hat-trick, so he had the no-look goal. Did you see that? Yeah. Well, I, I think, um, you know, move. I think that... Um, Especially because I said with the back four being like injury prone and really not that good, I think playing that kind of back and forth game that we tried to play with them, we were kind of aggressive. Just wasn't going to work with that with that def- defense. Um, you know, you know, Liverpool has not exactly lit the world on fire with a lot of goals and stuff like that, but they still have that talent that they could rip you apart at any moment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, especially specifically that second Roberto Firmino goal, mm-hmm. the one that went took the score from 1-1 to 2-1 mm-hmm. where he just dribbled right through the center backs. Yeah. It was pretty ugly. Cause even the Arsenal goal. So Arsenal actually scored the first goal. Even like the Arsenal goal wasn't super convincing. It's kind of like, Oh, okay. Well we're up one, nothing. And then it was like, Oh, they equalized. Oh, it's two. Okay. This is, it, it went bad very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. It really did. It was, <laughs> and it was, so the thing was, is once Liverpool took the lead, it never felt like Arsenal were going to change that. But that was going to, you know, change it all the lead. And they didn't really. They, they scored three more goals. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, the honeymoon with Emery is definitely over. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. What I'm do you not, think? I, oh, go ahead. So, what do you think Arsenal's next moves need to be? Now, I know it's January, so if you want to make like a midseason transfer, now's the time to do it. Um, Are they going to make any moves? So, the rumors have been mostly for like midfielders that I've heard. Um, I haven't seen, I know Gary Cahill was a rumor, but Gary Cahill is probably going to go to Fulham. Um, but I'm not even, I don't really want Gary Cahill. I mean, he's probably a little better than what we have, but it's not like, that's not a Virgil van Dyke move. Um, um, in terms, I heard uh, Ever Banega, that's like one that's been heavily rumored. Um, I know Aaron Ramsey's about to leave. He's going to go to Juventus. Um, it just depends on if he's going to go in the summer or he's going to go now. Um, I heard maybe a swap for Sammy Kadira, which I wouldn't be against. But um, I haven't really seen anything about, like, especially defenders, because that's what I'm worried about. I'm more worried about defenders that I've been really big on, but we need defenders. I'm not really worried about the attacking talent. And I would honestly, I'm pretty, I'm pretty done with Ozil. Orzil, um, so I'm kind of I'm okay with if he says he wants to stay now, but if he if that inter move went through, I wouldn't be against it. Yeah, I don't see Meza Ozil sticking around too long. To be honest, I think uh, Unai Emery has pretty much made up his mind in regards to him. Yeah, I mean, he did give him a chance to. He gave him a chance. I mean, he made him the captain the first like couple games, or at least he did in the preseason. So it's not like he didn't try with them. It just didn't work out. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I think, um, on Emery, I think, um, you know, this is his first season. Um, success is not a straight line. Not to sound too motivational speakery, but, you know, it's going to be ups and downs. And, you know, you know, a month ago, everyone was like, oh, he's a genius. He likes to tinker. He does all this. And then now it's like, oh, we don't know anything he's doing, blah, blah, blah. It's like, you, we have to give him time to figure things out. There's going to be down times. We're not doing too bad in terms of, I mean, we're not going to win the league or anything like that. We're no, no way, but you know, we're th- only three points behind Chelsea for fourth place. Um, so, you know, the champion league spot is still in play and, you know, if we win, exactly. yeah, if we win two or three games in a row and, you know, Chelsea it could very well fuck up. They haven't exactly had the best run of form in the season. Like we're, we're right there. So I wouldn't freak out about it. Uh, I also don't understand what Emery's doing sometimes, but uh, I'm gonna give him a chance. I want to, you know, I think we're, I think we're, we're okay. I mean, look at Manchester, like we said, look at Manchester United. It just took a couple games, and now you know Manchester United fans are riding high. So um, be calm, calm, relax, like Aaron Rodgers says, relax. Yeah, Arsenal. They are sitting at looks like 41 points, three mm. points back, like you said. Um, They've scored a lot of goals. They just, yeah, like like you said, they need a better defense. That's where their problems lie. Right. And I think it's the players, not the form or the not the formation or the coach. It's just pure like a talent issue, which is almost in a sense the easiest problem to solve. You could just find somebody better. And it's it's kind of good that we're kind of having this problem in January because you can. You can fix it right now. You don't have yeah. to like wait. You know, you can just kind of get it done now. So I'm hoping that we can spend some money, but it's Dan Kroenke. So, yeah. Because I don't think 
Mustafi and Socrates are guys who, like, with coaching are in the right formation. Mm-hmm. They're going to automatically become or somehow become, like, world beater center backs. Yeah, I, I agree just, with you. Yeah, there's, I don't think you can. I think they are who they strategize are. Strategize your way out of this. Yeah, I think they are who they are. Mm-hmm. What about the goalkeeper situation? Uh, there is a rumor about uh, Keeler Navas from Real Madrid, but I think that fell through. Uh, but I don't. Um, Leno and Czech are okay. Uh, I don't think it's necessarily the biggest problem. Like, I don't think it's a like we like a Chelsea problem where we have to pin like seventy million dollars for a goalkeeper. I don't yeah. think it's that bad, but um, we could use an upgrade if the right move is there. But it's not an immediate concern with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, obviously going forward, I'm not really too worried about Arsenal. They seem to be able to score plenty of goals with Aubameyang and mm-hmm. Lacazette and Awobi. Mm-hmm. Who is Awobi? A, I mean, a player we, who we won 4-1 against uh against Fulham. You know, yeah, uh, Fulham the only team with the worst defense than us. <laughs> <laughs> Fulham, yeah, their defense not very good. Yeah, but what were you gonna ask? Awobi, a player who I haven't really given that much thought to. But I watched him a little bit the other day, and I was like, oh, this guy can play. So uh, I think he's got a lot of raw talent. Um, you know, he's you know he's still young. He's still 22, although, you know, Torreira, who's, like, kind of lit, lit up the league so far since he's come to Arsenal, has played um, – has really been an impact. But he could do some things. I'm, I'm not, like, necessarily a big Awobi fan, but um, he's okay. He's quick. He's got a lot of skill. But yeah, I'm not. I'm not exactly a a Wobi guy. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. So well, I just was watching him, and I was like, oh, he's not a player that I really think about too much when I watch Arsenal. Yeah, I mean, he has a lot. He, he, can, he has a lot of skill, but sometimes he could just he doesn't put necessarily performances to consistently together. I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, inconsistent performance. Liverpool had a bit of a slip-up today. Do we want to talk about that? Yes, this might be like one of the games of the season, and especially in terms of scope. Um, yeah. It really lived up to the billing. Um, so it Liverpool lo- lost. They're not invincible. Just thought I'd mention that. No reason. <laughs> oh, actually, sorry. You know, um, I used to um, – so the 1972 Miami Dolphins – I know you probably know this, Brian, but for our non-football – uh, watching American football, watching listeners. Um, the 1972 Dolphins were the only team in the NFL to go undefeated. Um, they were including win the Super Bowl because the Patriots went to the Super Bowl, but um, went undefeated but didn't win the Super Bowl. Uh, although that was a shortened season to be asterisk. Um, but every year, um, when the last team loses in the NFL, they have like a little party where they like drink and celebrate them being undefeated. While I was younger, I used to hate that shit. I used to think it was so annoying. I was like, why do you care about this so much? Like, it's what happened like 30 years ago. Then I became an Arsenal fan. And now I completely understand. So um, I'm sorry to, um, to to um, what's his name? Who's the coach that used to be the coach of the Dolphins? Um, Don Shula. Apologies, apologies to Don Shula. And like, um, my 70s football knowledge is gone. I'm not going to try and do Okay. Anyway, Liverpool Liverpool lost. That's what, that's what we're getting on. <laughs> It was 2-1 Manchester City with uh, Leroy Sané getting mm-hmm. the winning goal in the 72nd minute. Okay, after... I you, can I ask you a question? 
Yeah. Uh, if you ran a um, national team, um, like federation association, do you think you would bring Leroy Sané into your team for like a World Cup or like a Euro? Uh, hmm, let me think about it. Yes. <laughs> right. Um, anyway, yeah. Uh, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Sonny scored, Aguero scored in kind of an impossible goal too. Um, I thought it, that goal was very interesting to me because he got hit. You know, he was a little contact in the box. He kind of fell down and was like crying for a foul. And then like it was kind of – I was watching. I was like, okay, you should probably get up because like, you know, you have the ball still and you're like offside. <laughs> And he got immediately. He got up. He got the ball. He like tucked it at like an impossible angle to like the top of the goal and scored. It was it was it was a pretty hilarious sequence. It was a great goal, but also like just that sequence of him on the ground getting up, moving into position, and then scoring was like really funny to me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Aguero is such a huge part of Manchester City's mm-hmm. offense or Manchester City's performance in this game and every game, frankly. And I think they really missed Manchester City, missed Aguero and Fernandinho, actually. This is, was this the first game they had them both back? I in believe like a so, month yeah. Or so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think it showed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you kind of see a world of difference. Um, yeah, um, I felt like, did you feel like Liverpool were, well, I don't want to say that they were nervous, but they, they did kind of, like, first, like, Five minutes or so, they did seem a little sloppy. I don't know if that was necessarily because of the moment, um, because there is a lot of pressure on Liverpool considering like they haven't won the league since uh, since nineteen ninety, right? That's nineteen ninety, right? I think nineteen ninety. I think that's right. Yeah, yeah. They've actually never won the Premier League, (laughs) technically. (laughs) Technically, yeah. Um, um, yeah. They 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 came out like I like the first ball. I forget who like kicked it. Like just kicked it right out of bounds, and they just seemed to kind of give the ball away a little bit. So I don't know if that was nerves or just like just you know sloppy play or something like that. So I just thought that was interesting. But they did get into the game. It was kind of a back and forth game. They really should have. I wouldn't say havoc. They were really unlucky. Um, there was that goal that Sane scored. Um, that um, the Liverpool Sane. Um, uh, almost score where he hit the bar and then Stones and the goalkeeper, Manchester City's goalkeeper, um, they, um, they, I think there was like a little miscommunication because they both went out the ball at the same time and it bounced in between them and then they, like it went, at, it went out. And then did Stones end up clearing it or was that Walker? I can't remember. I think it was Stones. Okay. Yeah. And Stones it's- clears it and it's like, barely, like you have to look at the picture. Like it's like barely not a goal. <laughs> it's like, it was like, right on the line before like you could call it a goal like in the goal decision system. So yeah. like really unlucky. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, that was, so it was, it was a lot of chances like that, like a lot of really close calls. Yeah. It was a frenetic game for sure. Mm-hmm. For not, it, the, the goal line technology. Yeah. You really do have to look at the picture because the ball is got like, just like a sliver not across the line mm-hmm. before it was cleared. Yeah. Um, let's see. What other incidents? There was probably a red card. It should have been a red card, I think. Uh, the Vincent Company tackle on Mo, Mo Salah. Do you oh, you think so? About? I don't. I, I, what did he get a yellow for that? I think if yellow was fine for that. You think so? Yeah, I mean, because he didn't really. He was Salah was in the air, so he didn't really get his legs. 
Well, okay, so here's the reason he's in the air is because he jumped out of the way at the last second. It wasn't because company didn't go in incredibly recklessly. I guess that's true. That's true. That's a good point, actually. Um, I don't know if I would necessarily say it should have been red, but I, I do. I, I think you do have a point there. Yeah, it, it could. It's definitely one for debate. I think. I know. Um, it wouldn't have shocked me if they had given a red card, but and also playing at home, Manchester City. I'm not surprised that the referee didn't either. Mm-hmm. Just. But uh, let's see. Who was the big star? Sa- or no, Sane with the goal at the very end. He had a role in the first goal, I think, too. Correct. Um. Yes. Was he he who took the corner? Either way, he had a great game. Aguero had a great game. Aguero was definitely involved in the go-ahead goal. He made the pass to Sterling. He made the pass to Sané. Mm-hmm. Um, another question I had about this game was the coaches. I feel like they were two of the big stars in a pre-game chatting. Yeah, and also like Pep throwing a scarf. Like that was also. <laughs> Did you see that where he was like, he's got like, I think after the goal, he had like the Mourinho celebration where he's like, he looked like he was angry. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, but I was like, you won the game. What are you throwing stuff for? Yeah. Yeah. And I definitely think so. Some teams, it's the players that are the stars, but, and I'm not saying that they aren't the stars in either of these teams, but I really do think that Jurgen Klopp for Liverpool mm-hmm. and Pep for Manchester City are such big personalities uh-huh. and big names that they feel like the face of the team more than any specific player. I don't know if you feel that way. No, I agree. I think they were kind of brought in to be kind of, they were like kind of the rock star managers kind of. Yeah. I, they are definitely the rock star managers. Mm-hmm. And actually that was my, this is my question. Are they the two best coaches in the world right now? Um, yeah, I would say so. I, I think I um, say, yeah. And yeah, in terms of like, um, Especially in terms of like their kind of respect, um, yeah, I agree. I think, and I think they like kind of they have they really command um, like a room. Like I, I've like I've watched that Man City show, so kind of like I kind of get why like players would really want to play with Pep. Or he's like, yeah, and I think uh, they're two play they're two coaches that make players who are good or just average mm-hmm. better like yeah. i'm thinking specifically fabian delf mm-hmm. for manchester city who is just like a fine midfielder shakiri over at liverpool Dick yeah or andrew robertson yeah who they got from like some club for like six million and now he's one of the best wing backs in the league mm-hmm. and yeah, no, it's just like it goes to show that good coaching really matters. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree with you. I think these are definitely like the top, especially if not the world, definitely the Premier League. Yeah, definitely the Premier League. I, I mean, maybe sure. Pochettino, um, Tino, maybe he, um, maybe he's like a close third, but I would say pro- I would, top two would probably be uh, Klopp and Pep. Yeah, yeah, but that's just. I don't know, this is an interesting question I wanted to get your opinion on. Yeah, I don't I, know who else would even be in the top. Who else would be up there? Allegri for Juve, maybe? Mm-hmm. I don't even know. Oh, you mean but like yeah. the world in general? Or you mean... um? Yeah, the world. Oh, okay, yeah. 
Yeah, I think, yeah, Allegri's good. Again, I watched the Juventus show, so I kind of have a little more respect for him. <laughs> um, yeah, I, yeah, I would probably say that in terms of, like, pr- premier, like, coaches. I used to be Mourinho. Mourinho used to be on that kind of list, but I think he's lost that. He's, he's definitely lost that. <laughs> but, yeah, so, while it was an exciting game, Manchester City won. I think that we actually have a title race now, right? Yeah, it's definitely on. I'm not going to listen to certain haters in our group chat named Juan Diego who said it's not on. It's definitely on. It's definitely on. Yeah. Three teams within six points just past the halfway point of the season. I think think Liverpool hosts Tottenham later in the season. Mm. I think Tottenham still has to play Manchester City as well. Mm -hmm. Interestingly, I think all three play – well, definitely – I think all three have to go to Manchester United. I definitely know Liverpool and City do. I don't know about Tottenham for sure. Okay, um, hold on a second. Um, no, the new the um, the come one coming up on the thirteenth is that is at Tottenham. Oh, it's at Tottenham. Okay, okay. So, funnily enough, Manchester United might have a, a big role to play in the who wins the Premier League season. Yeah, <laughs> which is kind of funny. Yeah, it's just kind of funny. Yeah, that maybe um. Yeah. <laughs> Who do you got right now? Uh, to win the league, to win the whole thing? Yeah. Um, it's hard to pick against Liverpool right now. It's hard to see. Um, you know, it was such a it, – it felt like such a weight, if you're not a Liverpool fan, to see them finally lose. Uh, maybe I'm just, you know, partially saying that because, you know, the invincible record of Arsenal not losing. But I feel, uh-huh. it felt like, oh, okay, Liverpool lost. Okay, maybe we can – if we can string some win together. Like, it was – so I, I, but they still are, you know, it's, it's going to take at least um, two losses for um, Liverpool to like relinquish their lead still. And I don't know if they slip up two more times. Yeah, I don't know if they do either. I, I'm still confident in Liverpool right now. I think uh, whoever wins, they're going to have, if not a record points total, pretty close to it. Yeah, I think they'll just. I think they'll fall just under it. I don't think they'll get to it because I think the record's a hundred. Because I think Man City was like the first team to get a hundred. I don't think they'll get a hundred, but I think they'll get close to it. Yeah, I, I think depending on what teams do in the Champions League mm-hmm. as well could impact things. If either of these teams make a run in the Champions League, mm-hmm. which I think is totally plausible, or both of them actually. Yeah. Um, this might be a good opportunity for Spurs to kind of be the 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 team that makes that run. Uh, if you think about it, if they, it depends on how much they believe that they can really win the league. Because if they kind of put all their focus on the Champions League, they might be able to make a run. And you know, I don't know. I mean, you can't really do that now because you are kind of in the title race. But they're definitely in the title race. I mean, yeah, they're in the title race, but it's, it's kind of hard. But it's like. It's interesting to think about is like what if you know Manchester City and Man and Liverpool have to focus all their attention on both competitions. At what point do you kind of say, okay, we're gonna, I, I, we're we're gonna just focus on the Champions League, or at least like put our a little more focus on the Champions League instead of um, instead of the Premier League. Yeah, I don't know, man. That's what they pay those coaches a lot of money to figure out. That's true. We don't we don't make any money doing this, so we don't have to worry about it. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, yeah, um, you want to talk about like that? I think that sums up the Premier League. Um, it's exciting. Yeah. Um, it's, it's exciting. Good. It's good. It feels League, like yeah. every other year the title race is like the most exciting thing in the world. I don't know if because I feel like what last year was pretty much done. Yeah, uh, last year time. was kind of eh. Yeah, and this and this, and this and like I feel like the year before that it was like really close, and then and, mm-hmm. and then this mm-hmm. year it's like super exciting. And I was like, I wasn't, I didn't really have a rooting interest, but I'm glad. I more just like wanted the title race to be exciting, so it's kind of going for Man City. Um, but yeah, I, I'm glad it's exciting. But I think that sums up to Premier League. Um, we could do a little quick rest of the world. Real quick, I was gonna go through. Um, yeah, yeah, we could. Yes, we'll do that real yeah, quick. If you want to jump in with anything, go ahead. Um, Bund, uh, Bundesliga, Dortmund. Uh, hopefully, we can get Pulisic a, uh, uh, um, a Bundesliga title before you leave for Chelsea. Um, they're up four points as of now against Bayern. Bayern, you know, kind of making their run. It's a little. I'd be a little. I'm a little scared if I'm a Dortmund fan. Um, but I think the interesting thing is how they do. They're not going to be able to coast in the league. They're going to have to coast in the league and worry about Champions League. They are before, so maybe that affects how they play in the Champions League. Well, yeah, I mean they're definitely going to need Pulisic here because they're still involved in a lot of competitions. So I know he's been on the bench a fair amount recently, but he's still going to get plenty of playing time. I think mm-hmm. moving forward. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so um, Bundesliga is pretty interesting, more interesting than usual. Usually, Bayern has this kind of wrapped up by now, not wrapped up, but you know, looking looking well on their way. Yeah, yeah. I know for wrapping it up. Um, La Liga, uh, shout out to our boy Juan Diego. La Liga is looking very interesting. Uh, Atletico Madrid is only three points behind Barcelona, uh, and also a reason I really want to bring up uh, La Liga is. Oh, Santi Cazola. Oh, Santi Cazola. Two goals against Real Madrid today. Uh, they draw 2-2. Um, Real Madrid still not fourth, but still not doing too hot. Um, they kind of, they definitely blew, uh, I think they blew a two-goal lead or they blew a lead in that game. They oh, definitely blew a lead. He um, just brought that up so you had. To, so you can reference the former Arsenal player. I did, I did. Shout out to him. I'm glad he's doing well. I, I, I love, I love a little Santi Cazorla. Um, yeah, they blew. They were up. They were up. Uh, they were up two one uh, in the yeah. in the 82nd minute. Where in sort of mm-hmm. tied the game. So, um, yeah, look at it up. Hopefully, uh, Letty can um, make this interest. Keep making this interesting. Uh, we want our friend Juan Diego to be happy. Even. We want we want more we want more Atletico rants in the in the group chat. I don't know how you feel that way, but <laughs> but yeah, I think that um, sums up. Unless you have anything else to say about uh, the world of of soccer? Nah, man, I don't think so. All right. Um, how was your holiday? <laughs> it was good. Didn't watch as much soccer as I was hoping, but yeah. looking to rectify that. It was a lot. It was a lot up. of soccer over the holidays. Um, I watch lots of movies over the. Um, I watch lots of movies um, over the over the uh, holiday. I saw. We'll wrap this up. This is not. If you, you guys, I guess you could turn it off if you're not interested in this. But um, I watched Roma. I think it's a little overrated. I don't know if you've seen Roma, Brian. Nope. Okay. Um, I would be interested in your thoughts on it. It's a little. I think it's overrated. Um, 
I saw um, Vice. Vice is pretty good. Um, I haven't seen that yet either. Watch that. It's, I think you'll enjoy that one. Watch that one. I, I, that's a real recommend. I recommend that one. A little weird with the editing, um, but it's pretty good. Um, I saw Green Room. I don't know if you've seen this movie. No. Um, it's pretty good. I, I like that one. It's like a um, thriller about like this is like punk band that gets like chased by neo Nazis. It's pretty good. Um, what's the other movie I saw? Oh, I watched Bandersnatch. It's not really a movie, but it's like the interactive thing. The interactive like um, what's it called? Black Mirror episode. Oh, okay. I've heard of this. Yeah, it was interesting. Um, I'll say I'll just say that it was interesting. It's fun. Watch it in a group. Watch it with someone, so you have someone in your ear yelling about what what to do. That made it more fun. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That sums up movies um, for me. I don't know if you have any movie opinions. Uh, no, I'm more of a stick to sports guy. <laughs> all right. Okay. All right. Um, all right. Well, that, that wraps it up. Um, <laughs> um, Instagram indirect at indirect pod. Um, pretty much everything is going to be um, at indirect pod on social media. Instagram is probably the most used one. Um, yeah, follow Greg at um, GP Nova, uh, SoundCloud.com, GP Nova. I'll put all the links in the thing. But um, yeah, it wraps up. Happy soccer. Um, all right, hopefully, we'll get Greg back soon when he's done in the booth spitting fire. But for now, um, talk to you later. Yeah, happy new year, everybody. Yeah, happy new year. Bye. <laughs>